everybody we work with that has grown month on month post ATT has leaned on web-based flows. Not going to say that works for everybody. Not going to say it works for every vertical, but I absolutely recommend uh, everybody at the very least test it. So we thought 2020 sucked, and then 2021 happened, and the pandemic didn't go away, and ATT dropped, and Apple canned 420,000 apps from the App Store. 2021 is almost over, and we're going to wax a little sentimental or maybe cry a little bit about the year that was and look forward to the year that is coming. And Peggy, who are we going to cry into our beer with? Well, we certainly need it, John. When you rattle that off, it sounds like one of your upcoming science fiction books, you know, <laughs> like this couldn't have happened. Yes, it did. And we're going to talk about the highlights with Shamant Rao. He is the founder and CEO of Rocketship HQ. And if you don't know it, well, hey, maybe you should, because it's a full service growth marketing agency that helps top grossing games and breakthrough B2C apps grow sustainably. And he's the man for the job as well, as he has also led growth leading to three acquisitions. We're talking about Bash Gaming by GSN Games, Puzzle Social by Zynga, Fresh Planet by Gameloft. And if that wasn't enough, John, growth is also the focus of the podcast he hosts. So he's one of us. He hosts the mobile acquisition show. So we never heard of it. Don't mention it. It's major. It's epic. So here we are. And here we are with Shamant. Before we deep dive into 2021 and some of the disasters, but the highlights, how was 2021 for you, Shamant? Well, it was intense. It was quite a roller coaster, uh, right? I think it was a lot of figuring out of what to do post ADT, post April. I think pre-April, it was a lot of speculation about what it could be like. What you know, we knew the theory of what ADT would be like. Uh, a lot of the speculation was about what the practice would be like, and post April, it was like actually adapting to what was happening with all the privacy thresholds, the censorship, web flows, and all of the stuff we've done to really adapt and uh, adapt to ATT. But really, ATT has been the big thing all year. I almost feel bad about it in some ways because I, I feel like I know Android is like 80%, 75% of the globe, and we keep talking iOS, iOS, iOS. And of course, you know, um, I live in North America, Peggy's in Europe, you're in Europe, I believe, you know, so we're kind of Western centric in some sense where iOS has its strongholds, but I feel bad for Android and I feel bad for Google. Maybe they're very happy to not be a topic of the yeah. conversation. Yeah. No news is good news. <laughs> it could change in 2022, though, Shaman. I mean, there are signs, so. Yes and no, uh, right? So there certainly are signs, but a lot of folks we work with have been more or less business as usual on Android. Certainly, there's been more spend that's diverted to Android. Uh, but, John, I think you mentioned this when I spoke to you on our podcast, which is like, the important thing is that Apple is not an advertising business and Google is. Uh, so Google, while they want to change aspects of the landscape, they have their privacy sandbox, they have Flock. Uh, they're not going to upset the Apple cart in a way that completely jeopardizes ads in the way that Apple has done. Yeah, I think you're right on that. And, and you're 100% you're accurate. There's, there's a vested interest that Google has. 
I'm actually doing my predictions post, my famous predictions post for 2022 right now. I have literally got submissions from about 500 CMOs and UA specialists and everything. And one of the predictions is that Flock 2.0 will come out and it'll be topic focused. And uh, so we'll see how that goes. There was a lot of pushback on Flock, uh, Federated Learning of Crowds, when it came out because it seemed to privilege Google, obviously. Uh, but we'll see how that goes. Let's talk about some of the topics that were really big in 2021 and uh, maybe some that weren't or might be in 2022. There's been a ton of ad tech consolidation and aggregation. So kind of been a revolution in what an ad network looks like, feels like, what it encompasses. What's going on there? Yeah, uh, definitely, right? And we've definitely seen, just from the buying side, we've seen a, a lot of spend shift towards some of the bigger ad tech players that are not Google and Facebook. Uh, and just that's, I think, just sheer, driven just sheerly by the consolidation that you're speaking of. And uh, that is really on account of everybody realizing the value of first-party data that you, because you can't track IDFA and say, hey, this particular user, John, John or Peggy, made a $500 purchase. You can't do that. But you can still say John or Peggy, who's in our network of 50 apps, can made a $500 purchase. But it's still as valuable a piece of information. Uh, definitely, we're seeing con consolidation of first-party data. And uh, I expect that sort of consolidation to just be a virtuous cycle that continues to build on itself. Little hint here. I'm not done compiling. I'm literally one third of the way through all the submissions I have. So yeah, I have lots of data crunching to do in the short few days that remain before the Christmas break, which I plan on taking Peggy and you do too. <laughs> That's an order. <laughs> um, but First-party data seems to be kind of the winner right now of things to focus on in 2021. And Peggy, if we look at the landscape, I mean, Iron Source has bought Upopa, Supersonic, Sumla, Luna, Tapjoy, Bidalgo, Aura. And AppSumer. That's one of my former clients. So Absolutely. We're doing this for Liftoff. Liftoff yeah. and Bungle came Bungle. together. Yeah. Bungle had already bought a few things like Game Refinery, Jet Fuel, Algolift, Tracensa. Um, Applovin is out there, right? Lion Studios, Mac, Safety K, Machine Zone. Remember Machine Zone, how massive Machine Zone was in the day, right? Still big. Adjust, a <laughs> billion dollar acquisition, right? Yeah. Which had bought Acquired.io. Mopub, billion dollar acquisition that just happened, right? Digital Turbine bought Ad Colony, Fiber, yeah. Appreciate. Unity has even bought uh, companies. Uh, and, and Unity has so much organic growth because they control uh, so much of the development stuff. I mean, this is a new world that we're entering. And and I'm what I'm trying to figure out right now, Shimon, is this good for marketers? Mm. A, mm -hmm. and is this good for users is it's good for people like us well i would say it's different for marketers and different for users right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah 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 it's just a can't pin you down on that one yeah <laughs> you're right it's different always the diplomat right but but you know just to elaborate right so uh and i i feel like i've been in a lot of behind the those conversations on this that's when i say it's different for marketers it just means it's much, much less of being what I called, uh, you know, the kind of person that I would call an Excel 
person or Excel monkey, if you want to speak it that speak of it that way. I consider myself one, so that I don't consider that a pejorative term, right? So it's less of being super analytical, super deterministic, if you will, and much more about stepping out of the almost certainty, near certainty that the MMP-driven world offered for close to the last decade, and just being comfortable with understanding that you don't know what the actual truth is, you're going to have to be more touchy-feely, if you will, uh, to understand what true incrementality is and make your peace with the fact that it's not going to be exact. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, Peggy, I had to think of my, one of my favorite Lord of the Rings quotes uh, when Shemoth was answering, it's different. Um, it, the, the quote is this from Tolkien, go not to the elves for advice, for they will say both yes and no. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. That is yeah. really good. I have to follow up though, because you said, you know, is it good? Well, it's different, right? Let's talk about games marketers though. We've both been out there talking to people. I've been at conferences. It's a very different landscape and there's a lot of confusion. What happened mm-hmm. there? Can you maybe give me a view into what that means when we look back? Are we going to say this is when You didn't only just have to face the consolidation. I mean, it's confusion, really. Yeah. Yeah. I would say games are hit harder than some of the other Mm -hmm. verticals, uh, right? And I would say somewhat veil-driven games, games that have relatively low payer percentage have been hit harder just because for those apps, it's just harder to isolate conversion values with the nuances of Apple's scan, the way how scan works. I would say, so games have been hit harder. What also makes it challenging for games is that networks like Facebook and Google also have their own behind the scenes setup. Because of Apple's privacy thresholds, conversion values get obfuscated. And uh, I think, John, uh, this may have been in a webinar that you and I were on that I shared how some of the folks we work with saw like 2,500 CPA, 3,000 CPA. Right. And those are obviously not real. Right. That's just because Apple is obfuscating so much of conversion data that you just don't know what is real and what isn't. Exactly. Essentially, you have to turn to modeling in that case. And and then you yeah. can get some some version of reality that, that allows yeah. you to proceed. That was really interesting. That was a super interesting period of 2021 for me when people were just adapting. Some people had gone all in and skin and just gone wrong. Some people had said, no, I'll do it when I have to. And we're scrambling. Everybody was just kind of confused. And you were seeing these massive CPAs, these massive CPIs. And and the ones that had faith that in spite of the data craziness that I'm seeing and kept spending actually told me they got a discount on installs on iOS because money that wanted to be measured went to Android and people took a while to get going on iOS. Yeah, right. But it took a certain level of bravado, if you will. (laughs) Bravado, foolhardiness. Faith-based marketing. (laughs) Marketing marketing to go all in on something that you weren't sure was going to come back, uh, come back to you. Yep. One thing I have to, and I'm I'm going on on this, Peggy, for a bit. So forgive me about this consolidation. One thing uh, I'm I'm trying to understand if this is good for marketers. It, it can mean fewer partners. That can be a good thing. I mean, fewer 
if all else is equal, fewer is better, right? It's less overhead, it's less maintenance, it's less back and forth and all that stuff. So that's a good thing. It could also, I'm wondering, I'm going to ask this, Shamant, does it mean less layers in the ad tech stack? And I say that because we've seen studies over the years where, uh, you know, how much of every dollar spent by a marketer actually goes to putting an ad in front of somebody's eyes, right? <laughs> and we've yeah. seen some really scary numbers there, like 50 cents, 30 cents, that sort yeah. of thing, because you've got yeah. ad networks, you got exchanges, you got SSPs, you got DSPs, you got retargeting, you got on device, you got mediation, you got agencies in there, you got measurement that's costing something as well. Um, you know, you have a lot of those little bits and pieces that everybody wants us. It's like the mob, right? Everyone wants a piece, <laughs> right? Where's yes, my piece? Yeah. yeah. Is that is that a potential benefit? You know, that's a good analogy. And I would say, again, uh, yes and no. Yes, you'll have fewer people in between, your, you know, but you're going to reach your, the accuracy of your targeting. You're going to reach users that are much less precisely your ideal users, right? So uh, you're not, yeah. So the accuracy of your targeting is not so much lower. Yeah. So I don't know if, your middle man or middle people actually makes a difference. Also, because I think the price goes up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, Facebook has very few layers between the advertiser and the actual consumer, <laughs> but it's still very expensive. <laughs> yeah. It's just more, it's going to stay very expensive. It's just going to be yeah. making some people happy. Yeah. They, yep. got the, they got the quarterly numbers to hit. They do. And that's a good segue because we should talk about who won and who lost mm -hmm. in 2021 in terms of the platforms, in terms of ad networks. You already mentioned that some of the mid-sized players, especially the ones that were consolidating the aggregating, have done better. And I've seen that in the data as well. Who else has done well and who's, who's maybe failed a little bit? I think, uh, uh, you know, definitely the ad tech networks have done well, as we talked about. Folks have moved more budgets to influencers. That's certainly a sector that's done well that we've seen. Web-based flows have definitely done well, uh, right? And again, I would say when we've done web-based flows, that's been through Facebook and Google. So certainly those chat dollars have gone to Facebook and Google, but as a strategy, web-based flows have continued to do well. Yeah. Yeah, I think those are the things that come to my mind, top of mind. Uh, curious what you guys are seeing. Yeah, Peggy, I mean, maybe um, be cool to hear what you have to see here as well. I mean, I think Google did well because intent is still strong, right? Search really did well, even though there was a lack of data. I think Facebook had a significant dip uh, in the middle of the year, but I think they figured it out. And I'm just speculating here. I have no insider knowledge, but it may have something to do with the return of uh, Apple casting a blind eye to fingerprinting. I mean, I'm just guessing. Although Facebook doesn't return data, it does get data. Snap had a tough time, right? That's Snap impacted their quarterly numbers, right? Um, but I think the biggest winner is a fruity company in Cupertino, Peggy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I watch, I do watch a few of the other things going on because I look at the now, but I look at also developments in 2021 and, you know, maybe it's the same for you, Shamant, but when I would talk to marketers and I would say, where are you putting your money? Where are you placing your bets? It was the usual suspects. And I heard some new names in that group, right? Everyone was talking about TikTok. I just talked to a 
a company that sells bathroom ceramics the other day, right? And it's like, we're on TikTok. And I'm thinking, what can you do? What dance can you do to show off a toilet? I won't go there, but. Oh, Peggy, wow. You just, you cannot drop that grenade and walk away from it. I'm... <laughs> about it, you know. Peggy, the toilet dance has to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you would be surprised. Yeah. For that. I, I, I was keeping with the Rolodex, John. That was bad enough, but. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, TikTok and the most amazing apps, the most amazing scenarios. And you have to also look at Reddit. You know, we're all very empathetic. We're very concerned about being in the right conversation in the right way. You've got, you know, all these apps you wouldn't expect looking yeah. at that as a platform. So you and saw Reddit. it come up. Yes. And Reddit is a very good example of something that Eric Safar has talked about, content fortresses, right? Reddit closed mm -hmm. doors. Reddit said, hey, if you want to access our inventory, come in through the one door. It's kind of become like a Facebook and that that's interesting. That that's something that we've seen as well, Shamant. Yes. Uh, I would also say Reddit. So I think it's interesting to look at how Reddit's approached it versus TikTok. TikTok's been very direct response friendly. Uh, you know, they've been open and receptive to our feedback. They've, you know, they've had a sit down with their product teams. They like make things work. Reddit has not quite been as friendly to direct response. They're like, Give us your dollars, see what results you get. We don't care what happens in between. So it's interesting to look at how both these platforms have approached direct response. I'm not claiming direct response is the only game in town. It's not. Love that insight. I really love that insight. And that rings really true. I mean, where does TikTok come from? It's Duyin from China. What happens in China? You know, influencers selling on live, live streaming retail, right? Um, well, guess what? Uh, that's coming to TikTok. That's in Amazon. Amazon Live has that right now. That's going to yeah. be big in the States, I think, as well, to some extent. But Reddit is famously kind of old school internet, right? Don't market to me. Don't grab my data. And, and much less friendly to that. So that rings true. Very interesting. Yeah. Well, maybe what we should do is turn our attention to 2022. It's just around the corner. We're recording this on December 17th. Uh, we're all planning and prepping for a little bit of break. Hopefully everybody's going to get a little bit of break at the end of the year. Uh, what do we think is going to be big in 2022, Shimon? Well, uh, definitely, you know, iOS 15 is seeing increasing adoption, I would say. Right. So definitely they'll things will settle around some of the new features around the iOS 15. So I think definitely custom product pages, product page optimization. My first look at both of these, I haven't been super impressed, but I think we will see more ad networks figuring out how to work with these, how to play with these. So I think that's definitely going to be a big one, right? Uh, what's also true is I think, John, you briefly alluded to this, which is probabilistic fingerprinting, call it what you will continues in 2022 as of today it's still around and available i'd be very curious and interested to see what happens with that uh in 2022 uh right i i, I do think we'll all, we and apple i think that we'll just get a lot more clarity around scan just because i think the privacy thresholds have been a mess uh, i think we talked about how the theory of scan is not quite the same as the actuality of it which has been one of the most frustrating things about it. So I think really at the very least, I expect we'll all understand what the hell is act the rules of the game are. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Oh, yes, we'll know more. We'll be smarter. Hopefully things will be clearer. Hopefully Apple will iterate on SCAD network and and there'll be a few more bits yeah. and pieces in there that marketers want. And yeah. I think what you're also referring to is ATT, right? I mean, if, yeah. if, if somebody says no on ATT, it doesn't mean they're not tracked anymore, really, because of fingerprinting, essentially. Yeah. And so yeah. I, my personal thinking is that Apple has realized that fiat is not going to work there and they're just going to have a technological solution around what you were talking about iOS 15 private relay for people who are paid iCloud members um so we'll see how that goes yeah Peggy this has been quite amazing and quite interesting and it almost didn't happen this has been an odyssey to get, <laughs> to get you on this and this is our third try I know I think That's lucky. actually nailed it yeah he's there we've brought him on the show yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we made it happen so I was thinking of my prediction for you, Shamat, actually. Yeah. I was thinking that, speaking again, I went to a conference. I went to two conferences this year, and I was going to go to a third, but it's been moved. You super spreadier. Super spreadier, Peggy. <laughs> yeah, that's me. That's me. Now, I was ch checked before, after, during. I was never so healthy in my life as I was during this period of time. But uh, all the marketers are like, hey, you know what? We can do more marketing of our app. We have pages, we have presentations, we have, you know, we have ways of reaching the customer differently. So I imagine you're going to be overloaded with work, Shimon. Well, good problems to have. Uh, but uh, for now, I think, we, yeah, good problems to have. I'm not complaining. Yeah. Also changes the balance a bit out there. We'll be talking about some interesting topics next year around what do you do when you can actually be responsible for your advertising and for your sort of your you know, beyond ASO. So anyway, yeah, yeah. we'll see him again, John. He won't be that busy. We'll find time. <laughs> we'll yeah. find some time. Absolutely. And, but this has been amazing. Well, we can't let you leave because we have to ask every single person. Oh, it's, yes. a rule. it's a law. Um, yeah. It's yeah. literally written in the statute codes of something. Um, <laughs> top three tips for mobile yeah. marketers in 22 from Shamanth Rao. Yeah. Uh, number one is focus on incremental impact. Uh, that could be blended numbers, that could be just spreadsheet-based incrementality models, or if you have fancy data science-based models, use that, but focus on incremental impact, uh, number one. Number two, focus on retention and lifecycle marketing. You guys just the retention podcast, so yeah, I'm preaching to the choir here, but for everybody else, right? I, I think acquisition's just been so top of mind for everybody. Really, I think figuring out emails, PNs, really optimizing them, getting all the juice out of that, I think is going to be critical. Number three, web-based flows. Uh, I think I very briefly touched on that, but really everybody we work with that has grown month on month post ATT has leaned on web-based flows. Not going to say that works for everybody, not going to say it works for every vertical, but I absolutely recommend uh, everybody at the very least test it. Interesting. That is interesting. Another, That's another thing dropped on the floor right there, right at the very yeah. end. Of it. Everybody who's seen growth during ATT has utilized web-based flows. Wow. That's huge. That's yeah. huge, actually. That's the highlight. Do we have him back just to talk about web-based <laughs> We're going to have him back now. I mean, I, I guess. you're going to have you back. You won't I have guess. to see. We'll have a little break. We'll let you go. But no, we have <laughs> to go into that because we do, surprise, surprise, sneak peek, we do have incrementality nailed on this show. We will be yes. dedicating one show just to that. 
Yes, we are. Well, you know, we yeah. have to dedicate more than once and really nail it. But I'm, I'm, I'm super pumped to get to that one. I mean, we just had a masterclass right here in how to get invited back to the podcast by Shaman Rao. I mean, like, <laughs> I drop a bomb yeah. that last second. Yeah. That's the last, 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 last minute. Literally, yeah. you know, right before yeah. the end. Yeah. Oh, and by the way. And then that's yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We have your knowledge bomb. We are yeah. going to be back. Wonderful. Shimon, thank you so much for this time. Um, it, it, this is literally, as we've said, our third try. Um, and I was late to this and you hung around. So thank you for that. Oh, and it's been such a pleasure. You do uh, amazing work for the industry. And thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for your patience and the hardware recommendations and all, all the good stuff. Excellent. Wonderful. Excellent show. Great insights. And yeah, you're coming back. So I won't say goodbye. Excellent. I'll tell you a little bit in. Yeah, I will see you guys around. Awesome. And we'll say one more thing. Hey, Peggy and I love shining lights on people who are doing amazing things, yeah. probably very much like you. You know, and I'm talking to everybody who is listening or watching right now. If you are doing something cool in user acquisition, in mobile marketing, in other areas like that, we want to talk to you. Hey, reach out. Peggy's around. She's available. I'm around. I'm available. You, know, you may have to send five LinkedIn DMs, you know, because <laughs> we don't check them every single day, but we want to hear from you and we want to have you have a great day, everybody. Have a wonderful break. I hope you can get a break and also a wonderful 2022. Absolutely. See you on the other side. Have a great break. See you in 2022. Enjoy, everyone. Mm -hmm.